You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. News and commentary. June the 28th, 2022. We are live streaming right now at rumble.com. You can go to rumble.com, enter search engine, one word, Larry Connors, USA. You go to our page, open up live, and you're in studio with us. And, of course, all these programs are also posted as podcasts later in the day at LarryConnorsUSA.com. And we're on all podcast outlets, so not hard to find us. I just prefer you use LarryConnorsUSA.com. Well, we have finger pointing going back and forth after 50 or more, or maybe a couple less, illegals found dead in a tractor-trailer rig near San Antonio. For some reason, the driver abandoned the trailer, did not open it up so the people inside could get out. It was not a refrigerated unit. They're in that van in summer, Texas summer heat. The results, understandable and yet still tragic. At least 46, maybe 50 dead. Maybe eight to ten survivors, including a couple of children. If a passerby had not heard someone yelling faintly or banging on it, they might never have been found until all of them were dead. And the Biden White House is saying that, well, it's not our fault. In fact, quoting the White House press secretary, she said, the fact of the matter is the border is closed. <laughs> it's not. It's closed, which is why, in part, you see people trying to make this dangerous journey using smuggling networks. So they're trying again to say this is a good reason that we should definitely have open borders and stop all this. And we need new immigration plans. We have legal immigration plans. And we have illegal under the Biden administration. But all the fault, blame aside, you have these people dead. Maybe most, if not all, were trying to come here to have a better life. Among them might have been some gang members or plans to join a gang or who knows what would have happened. The San Antonio, Texas Archdiocese saying, we pray for the souls of those who died in such a cruel and human manner. We do know that illegals are responsible for everything from child smuggling to drug smuggling. And in California, one sheriff is absolutely livid. Two men arrested with 150,000 150, fentanyl pills, obviously smuggled across the Southern California border into California. And somebody decided, oh, let's just let them go. And the sheriff was not told until they're out the door. Well, the Biden administration publishing its U.S. Energy and Employment Report showing the largest losses in the fossil fuel industry. No kidding. No kidding. 
And by the way, look to France. After a warning from the head of three power companies, the French have now announced they will restart a coal-fired plant this winter. Oh, they were all about green pie in the sky, clean air. But when you're going to start freezing to death, you're going to think, well, we're going to have to get it somewhere. And you got VP Harris making one of the most stupid statements, saying that Roe v. Wade decision by the court the other day, the court actually took a constitutional right away from women of America. It's not in the Constitution. You are supposedly a lawyer and have served as a prosecutor. Show me in there. Show me where it is in the Constitution. And Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra saying uh, the Biden administration looking at all kinds of responses in dealing with states that are shutting down abortions, such as maybe opening up abortion clinics on federal property in those same states. Like in Missouri, which became the first state in the nation to ban abortion. Yes, they activated their trigger law immediately after the decision came down the other day. Missouri, the first to ban it. But here's the other thing. They often leave out the fact that if a mother's life is in danger, an abortion is granted. And by the way, Joe Biden, who said, I never talked to my son about his business deals, leaves a voice message which says, oh, yeah, he was talking to him and one talks some more. You're going to hear that voicemail with Joe Biden coming up before we wrap up the hour. Stand by, please. Larry Connors, USA, News and Commentary. Your eyes are burning, you're sneezing, it's allergy season, pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job, but they're going to come to your home or business, count the air ducts, and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras, You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930, 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930, 644-4930. Wellington Environmental, your world cleaner, better, safer, Be well with Wellington. I want to thank my friends at John Bill Roofing for sponsoring this segment of Larry Connors USA. John Bill Roofing, covering homes, businesses throughout the Midwest with the best quality, lowest price. John Bill Roofing. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF. is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. The White House is lying about it. We, <laughs> surprise, 
Not surprised the White House would lie. Definitely not surprised that legacy media would amplify the lie because that's what they do. The state of Florida, they came out with an article saying the state of Florida has not ordered, its Department of Health has not ordered mRNA jabs for the babies. Yes, we didn't. We recommend against it. We are not going to have any programs where we're trying to jab six-month-old babies with mRNA. That's just the reality. That is, of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis addressing the fact that, no, we're not going to order that children get the COVID vaccine, even though they've got now new vaccines that are just been, of course, recently approved about a week ago from Pfizer BioNTech and Moderna mRNA vaccines that children as young as six months to five years can be given the coronavirus vaccine. And he was responding to a question that, what do you say about the White House says that you're uh, you're not going to allow them to get the shots? That's not true. He said that's not true at all. It doesn't surprise me. He said that the White House would lie and say that and that state-controlled media would pick it up and say the same thing. What we're doing is saying we're not going to order that kids of that age have to take this vaccine. Don't let it let it be left to the parents, the physicians. These vaccines that got approved uh, July, June twentieth, June twentieth, approving vaccine, coronavirus vaccine for kids six months to five years. Now, I want you to stop and think about this again. First of all, I remind you these are still experimental. They're approved on an experimental emergency use. There is no long-term statistical study. It doesn't exist. They haven't had time to do it. There is no long-term study, obviously, on what happens to these same kids that get these mRNA vaccines when they become adults and then they have children. What happens to their kids because of vaccines that they took back when they were six months old? I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying that this is a very delicate issue. And I, and keep in mind, while it's only approved for kids at six months to five years now, they were only at five years. Now they're saying they're good down six months. Well, what about earlier in six months? And why are they saying it's okay for a pregnant woman who's carrying a baby to go ahead and get the vaccines? It's not approved for fetuses. It's not approved for even a one-week-old. DeSantis points out, for all those on the left who cry out, follow the science. He said that's exactly what we're doing in Florida. We're following the data. You look at these European countries, uh, they are... Uh, a lot of them don't even allow Moderna for under age 30, or they recommend against it. So that was always that. We still have not ordered it. We're not going to order it. Now, what they're saying is, because practitioners and hospitals can order it, somehow we've reversed. I, I said from the beginning they'll be able to do that. We don't have the authority to prevent it. And quite frankly, if someone wants to make a different decision, I would just caution people, look at the actual data in the clinical trial. It is the weakest possible data that you could possibly uh, see. Very small number of people. Uh, what the recommendation is from them doesn't even track the outcomes. Doesn't even track the outcomes. 
And, of course, again, it's so small and so new, they don't really have anything definitive. And yet, and yet, the CD director the other day, when the word came out that uh, we're going to allow the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna mRNA vaccine for kids as young as six months to five years, she said, and I'm quoting her here, this is Dr. Rochelle Walensky, we know millions of parents and caregivers are eager to give their young children, to get their young children vaccinated. And with today's decision, they can. I encourage parents and caregivers with questions, talk to their doctor, nurse, or local pharmacist to learn more about the benefits of vaccinations and the importance of protecting their children by getting them vaccinated. She's not dealing with science. Walensky at one point had stated And this is just a little week after the FDA and CDC authorized these. She also said COVID-19 has been one of the top five causes of death for children since the beginning of its outbreak. That's a lie. Their own stats show that's a lie. And, of course, they're quickly pointing out that saying, look, look, we... uh, we're going to be the first country in the world to get kids vaccinated this young. You just heard DeSantis say there are a lot of countries in the world that they don't even—they don't even want it for young adults up to age thirty, if not really needed. And if you want to look at the stats, as of June second, as of June second, this month, June second, zero to seventeen-year-olds amount to point one percent, point one percent a total COVID-related deaths in the U.S. Studies in Sweden and Germany documenting similar trends, both of them finding COVID fatalities among healthy children in each European country to be nearly non-existent. In other words, kids that did die had some other kind of underlying condition. That doesn't make it easy for the parents. It's still a loss. But I do worry about giving it to kids now as young as six months old when you're still telling you can't do that below six months, but we're still going to let mothers get it even if they're on the edge of birth. Their baby would be less than a day old. In addition, the CD's own data shows the majority of American children have already recovered from covid and possess immunity to reinfection, that 75% of the children have recovered from COVID. That is, again, from the CDC. Dr. Marty McCarry, a surgeon, public policy researcher at Johns Hopkins, voicing concerns about the CDC and FDA pushing these vaccines on the kids. And he says, and I'm quoting, or actually was in a tweet, There was no, in large print, no statistical significance in the vaccine study cited by FDA and CDC to recommending the vaccine babies K through 5. Any respected medical journal would normally reject this study for publication. But the CDC continues to vigorously encourage it. And that raises the other question. You got DeSantis in Florida, 
saying we're not going to do it in Florida. And the White House is wrong when they say they're not going to let them have it. That's not true. If you and your family decide that in Florida you wanted to have the vaccine for your kids that young, that's your decision. You and your kids and your doctor. It's just that the state's not going to order the kids to get it. You see the difference? Uh, Of course, stupid question, Larry. This audience certainly is smart enough to see the difference. It's the idiots out there that don't see the difference or they're just going to follow the Pied Piper right off the cliff. There's a difference between saying we're not going to order you versus we're not going to let you have it, which is not true at all. And why are not more Republicans standing up? That's a good question. Sean Fleetwood in the Federalist raised that very question. He said, why aren't more Republicans highlighting the risk of giving COVID shots to infants? And he goes through some of these stats I just pointed out to you, but he said, the willingness of DeSantis to listen to medical professionals who courageously raise questions about the CDC and FDA is a much-needed breath of fresh air. He said, but... Too many, even Republicans, are silent. They're not making their voices heard. They're not saying, don't just simply take the CDC and the FDA as giving you actual fact. You want actual fact? I suggest you call Dr. Fake. Oh, no, take it back. That won't work either. You're not going to get any facts from him except as they fit the case he wants to give you. What Governor DeSantis is doing in Florida is exactly what many Americans finally came to realize after we got over the initial scare and concern. And again, this is, an, this is coming from someone who I have had both vaccinations and a booster, and I did it only because my daughters made me promise I would do it after a close relative passed who was... 10 to 15 years younger than me, they said, Dad, you've got to do this. You've got to promise this. And I did it because they made me promise. I think I had a touch of COVID before I ever had the shots. I know since I've had them, I had a touch of it again, got the booster. I haven't had any ill effects otherwise, except maybe my brain's not working. That's I heard you out there. I heard you say that. Back off. <laughs> it's working just fine, at least from my end. But that's a decision that individuals should be able to make, not be ordered by your employer, not be ordered by the state, not be ordered by our military, when it's still an experimental drug approved for emergency use. Did it save lives? Has it saved lives? I have no doubt it has. But just keep pushing it down and down and down into younger and younger kids. DeSanta says, we will not order your kids to do that. But he also says what many of us have come to realize, maybe personal responsibility and decision-making is the route to go. People can ask their pediatricians, they can ask their doctors, what's the evidence of, of, of protection against severe disease? There, there was none in the clinical trial. Uh, but, but that's something that people would do. But for us, Joe Latipo, our Department of Health has looked at it, there is no proven benefit 
to put a, a baby with an MNRA. So that's why our recommendation is against it. That's different than prohibiting the use in Florida, which we don't have the, the authority to do. And quite frankly, you know, we're, we're confident people can make their own judgments on it. But I would say when you look at the trial, one of the things they did, they did not have uh, babies or very young kids who had recovered from COVID in the trial. So we don't know what this will do for people that have recovered. But in their recommendation, they are recommending giving the mRNA shot to people, young babies and kids that have already recovered from COVID. They don't have any clinical data on that. No, they don't have any. So why is the White House taking the approach it is, Governor DeSantis? The White House is bragging that we're the only country that is trying to do mRNA shots for infants. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with, with, with being, being the Lone Ranger if you're right. But the, com- the other countries in Europe that are going a different direction, similar to the direction Florida's gone, they have been right on COVID way more than Fauci and his crew have been throughout this whole thing. Remember, these are people in Washington that rejected the idea of natural immunity. Uh, For a year and a half, they said that the vaccine was better than prior infection. And every credible study that's been done has said that that's not the case. And so they've been wrong time and time again. They were wrong when they criticized me for having schools open. They wanted our kids locked out of school in the state of Florida. They were wrong when they criticized me for having businesses open, beaches, all these other things. And so this is a... And the trend continues, doesn't it? Coming up, the tragedy in Texas. And who's going to be blamed for what happened for mass casualties? This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Brandon, I've not heard anything yet from the left. What would have been the reaction of the left and everybody else if this had happened under President Trump? Well, they, they would have said that he's a, he's a monster. They would have said that everything that he's doing is wrong. They would have said that, that, that all of his policies are incorrect. But if you look at this, if you look at all of the evidence, the evidence clearly shows that all of this falls directly on the shoulders of President Biden. When you look at the numbers of people that are crossing the border illegally today compared to any other president, and they're astronomical, when you look at the number that are, numbers of people that are being released into the United States, the numbers of people that are being rewarded for violating our laws, um, it's astronomical. And that is what is driving the current situation. And that is why we have these 50 people that unfortunately perished. It's, it's disastrous. It's monstrous what is currently happening on the border. Those are the words of Brandon Judd. He is the National Border Control President. The question coming from Larry Kudlow. What would have happened if this had happened on Donald Trump's watch? And, of course, what he's talking about is these illegals found in a locked container, a tractor-trailer rig, no way for them to get out from inside, no air conditioning being provided, no water inside, abandoned in the Texas heat near San Antonio. 
the casualty numbers keep shifting. So what I give you is some of the latest I'm seeing, and they're saying 48 dead and maybe 12 survivors. But, again, that could go up or down some. And there are at least, at least at last report, four kids who survived. Don't know the ages of those who died if there ain't children among that group. If it had not been for someone happening to pass by this tractor-trailer sitting off to the side of the road and hearing someone inside or a noise, by the time it was checked, they probably, they most likely all would have been dead. Now, of course, we have illegals coming across the border on a constant basis. Coming across illegally because we no longer are enforcing border security, and yet the White House has has the gall to make a statement like this from the White House press secretary, said, I discussed this with President Biden. He's on his way to a summit in Spain. You know, he's got busy things to do. It's a NATO summit. And she said, in defending Biden's policies, the fact of the matter, these are her words, the fact of the matter is the border is closed. No, it's not. It's not. It should be closed. By law, it's closed. By law, this president should be making sure our nation is secure, but he's not. And you have those coming across on a routine basis in groups of two, three, four hundred sometimes crossing the river. And in some cases, they try at night and try to get away, and so many of them do. We know a million, at least a million so far this year, released into the country by the Biden administration. But she said the border is closed. That's why people are trying to make this dangerous journey using smuggling networks. I will say, those who were on that truck, somehow or another got convinced that we, we can t- get all of you across the border. Just climb in the back of the truck. Let us lock it up. We'll get you across. And then, for some reason, abandon them. Late report says at least three suspects are being questioned, but I don't know if they're going to be able to prove it on anyone. Governor Abbott of Texas said this is on Joe Biden's hands. And we have pro-immigration groups claiming again, yeah, if we had better immigration laws, it wouldn't have happened. We have legal immigration laws for people to come in. But the Biden administration said if you can get here, we're not telling you to come. You shouldn't come. It's dangerous, but if you get here, you can stay. That's pretty much where we stand. Can you imagine being locked up inside something like that in the Texas heat? You'd be lucky to survive, wouldn't you? Coming up, Joe Biden makes a call to son Hunter. And the voicemail is recorded, and now you can hear it coming up. Larry at Larry Connors USA at gmail.com. Larry Connors USA at gmail.com. Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. One quick way to spot it look at the sticker price. Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, he wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota. 
at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota. For life. This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow in time. It's good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love it. Those are the words of Joe Biden and a voicemail that left his son Hunter 8.15 on that Wednesday night in 2018 regarding a story which was going to appear in the New York Times. And it had already been released online. Joe Biden saw it before it actually went to be printed the following day. So he called Hunter Biden to tell him, hey, I... uh, I think it was good. I think you're clear. Think you're clear of what? The voicemail was about a business deal, and the Times article was as well, about a business deal involving a Chinese energy giant. The Times article was titled, A Chinese Tycoon sought power and influence. That's pretty direct. And it noted that this uh, Chinese tycoon met with Hunter Biden in a Miami hotel in 2017 to form a partnership to invest in American infrastructure and energy. (laughs) Isn't that a kick? Hunter Biden working, how can I make money on the energy companies while Dad has now shut them all down? Now, there's no evidence any deals, I want to stress this, there's no evidence any deals between the Biden family and the Chinese tycoon were ever completed. But they were trying to make them work. That's what the New York Times are looking at at the time. The Times article is the same story that the Hunter Biden's attorney at the time reassured reporters and others it does not link Joe Biden and his to the family business and, and whatever Hunter is doing as well. Said basically, the attorney told Joe uh, Hunter Biden no reference to Joe Biden. Now he had been notified the Times story. The attorney had been notified the Times story was going to come out by Hunter Biden's ex-wife. She was contacted by a Times writer, according to the Washington Examiner. And the Times writer said, I wonder if I can call you about a story I'm writing about a Chinese company you may have heard about. I don't know that you know for sure, but someone suggested I ask you. That's what the New York Times writer David Barboza was writing in a text to Hunter's ex-wife Kathleen. In another instance, the Washington Post did confirm in March that Hunter had profited four and a half million or more and retainer and consulting fees from a Chinese energy company 
through 2017 and 2018. And in the laptop, it was revealed, Hunter had made a statement a, in a text that included, tend to be held by H for the big guy. The former business partner, if you recall, Tony Bobolinsky confirmed the big guy refers to Joe Biden. Now, again, let me set this in proper perspective for you. This call that Joe Biden made to his son and leaving that voicemail was in 2018 about a New York Times article published that evening online and coming out in print the following day. That was 2018. In 2019, when running against Hunter, I mean, when running against Trump, Joe Biden consistently said, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And here's what I do know. Trump should be investigated. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. But this voicemail... It was done in 2018, a year before Biden is making those remarks in the run against Trump. Say otherwise, don't they? The explanation and the way he sees it from Joe Concha, reporter with The Hill and the contributor to Fox News. We have Joe Biden telling his son, hey, man, I think you're in the clear while he told people forever that he had no conversations with his son at all. Yep, and those comments were on tape too, right, Joey? Yeah. I mean, and you see Elise Stefanik, right, number three Republican in the House, uh, said of this voicemail, quote, it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the evidence mounting against the Biden crime family. When Republicans take back Congress, we will use our congressional power of oversight to uncover the truth for every American as a matter of national security, unquote. And that is exactly what's going to happen when the GOP takes control of the House 130 days from now. Uh, there will be oversight. There will be hearings. The question is, will the media cover those hearings with the same vigor and commitment they're showing with the January 6th hearings still ongoing? I, I think we know the answer to that question, guys. Yeah, I think we know the answer. Speaking of the January 6th hearings, they're holding a special hearing today. They said they had new compelling evidence come forward. Fox News, to my knowledge, has not been fully covering the hearings, but of course all the others are on it constantly, and I told you the other day that I think it's just going to be another effort to try to rejuvenate and try to make something else out of January 6th. Well, apparently today they were listening to the former Mark Meadows aide, Cassidy Hutchinson, and that she had said, and others, that it's hard for me by looking at this story the way it's done as to who's making the actual quote. But at one point, yeah, she apparently made the remark that she was told by still someone else, so it's hearsay when he get down to it, that Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the presidential limo on January 6th, trying to steer it toward the Capitol, and kind of had to wrestle with the Secret Service agent who was driving it. And Trump says, that's a lie. I didn't do that. It's fabricated. If he were trying to say, "Let's," I want to go to the Capitol, I want to be there, I mean, that hasn't proven anything either, has it? No, Larry, it hasn't. Even if it were true, Trump says it's not. Now, Brett Baer of Fox News points out that Hutchinson is under oath making her remarks. And Trump's remarks appearing on his social media, Trump Social. He's not under oath. 
I'll let you make of that of what you want. But the bottom line is, so what if he did try to grab the steering wheel, try to steer it, that he wanted to go to the Capitol and Secret Service wouldn't let him go? Secret Service wouldn't want him there, possibly because of it could be dangerous for the president to be in that scenario or whatever was happening at that moment. Maybe Trump wanted to go to either be there to in person to either one, maybe, according to the Democrats, once you believe this, encourage it, riot, tear it down, put it in flames, burn it down like some on the left are saying we should do with the U.S. Supreme Court. Or maybe he's going to go there and say, maybe by being there I can calm everything down. Who knows? Who knows what's a fact? We don't know because, again, her testimony, while she's giving the testimony, she didn't witness it. She got it as told to her by a another member of the Trump staff. And again, this is Kathleen Hutchinson, a former aide to Mark Meadows, and she said she was quoting the chief deputy chief of staff for operations, Tony Omato, that Trump tried to grab the steering wheel. What's fact, what's fiction, I don't know. I gave you everything I have. I don't know that you could decipher it, and, and no one on that committee can decipher it, unless they've already got it made up in their mind that everything will say that Trump is responsible for what happened January 6th. It was wrong. It should not have been carried out. It was not patriotic. And especially battling police, those that did that, they were wrong. The others who just simply walked into the Capitol when they saw the doors open, they didn't do anything that wrong at all. I mean, if... They were considered trespassing at the point. I had not mentioned the Stephen Colbert group from his late night show that got in the other day and parading around without any badges. That was a trespassing incident, but they just kind of want to wash that away and let it disappear. But let's go back to this voicemail one more time. Here's Joe Biden calling his son Hunter. Listen, please. Hey, pals, Dad. It's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow time. It's good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love it. That was 2018. In 2019, and running against Trump, Biden said, I never discussed anything about China or any of my son's business dealings with him. Not once. That one tape says otherwise, doesn't it? Coming up, more fallout from Roe v. Wade. And then what Chicago Mayor Lightfoot did regarding the Roe v. Wade decision. And what some Amazon workers are insisting happened. Stand by. Podcast of this program at Larry Connors USA Facebook. Larry Connors USA Facebook. I don't endorse anyone unless I believe in them. So I can tell you with confidence and with personal knowledge, Rottler Pest Solutions will rid your home, your business of pests without any danger to your family or pets. Rottler, the only pest control company you need. Call for a free estimate. 877-ROTTLER, 877-R-O-T-T-L-E-R, or go to rottler.com, Rottler Pest Solutions. I, I, I said, brother, if you only knew you, wish that you were in my shoes, you just keep on using me. 
You know, the happened the other day in Seattle, and I had not had time or made time to mention it, but I am going to now, and that is in Seattle the other day, the Boy Scouts, and I don't know who in the Boy Scouts allowed this, authorized it, if the parents of the Scouts were aware of it, but somebody should have some explaining to me, do to me if it were involving my child. Boy and Girl Scouts, or it might have been just Boy Scouts, but now girls are allowed to be part of the Boy Scouts, don't you know? Yeah, they are, as if the Girl Scouts aren't good enough. Both of my girls were in Girl Scouts. I was pleased, and they were pleased to be in the Girl Scouts. The Seattle area was hosting its Pride Fest, beginning of Pride. Week. Now, I have, you know, it's that's your lifestyle. That's what you believe in. Even if it's not your lifestyle, that's your First Amendment right, as long as you're doing it peacefully. Well, they were doing, including it with it, a naked bicycle ride. Naked, naked, but naked. And they're on bicycles riding by Boy Scouts, and that included some girls, holding U.S. flags and pride flags. And some of these kids were lower than the Boy Scout age. They were basically Cub Scout level, eight, nine, ten years old. And they're all standing there and all these nude bicyclists coming by. And the Boy Scouts of America were was participating with these kids out there holding pride flags and U.S. flags, watching naked adults go by on bicycles. You want to know what's wrong with our country? Why don't you start right there? And let's jump from Seattle to Chicago and Mayor Lori Lightfoot steaming over the court decision the other day to say that Roe v. Wade was no longer the law of the land, and she took direct attack at Justice Clarence Thomas, a black man, and she's a black woman. But, of course, any black person that's on a conservative listing, they don't think much of you. And Mayor Lori Lightfoot responded to somebody who said, F. Clarence Thomas. And so what she said, thank you, and repeated, F. Clarence Thomas. That's the mayor of the city of Chicago speaking about a U.S. Supreme Court justice. There's another spot where you can start to correct this nation. And then you've got an open letter apparently signed by hundreds of Amazon employees calling up on their company to cease business in pro-life states. That's right. The letter is calling on Amazon to take immediate and decisive action and do not do any deliveries to any state that goes along with overturning Roe v. Wade and if they ban abortion. Now, keep in mind, several states, at least 13, had trigger laws ready to go in effect, Missouri being the first one to do so, to ban abortions, unless 
which is something they often don't want to mention to you, unless the woman's life is in danger. They are banning it still for rape and incest. They will probably battle that out in the legislature in Missouri and other states as well. That's where it should be, not as a U.S. Supreme Court constitutional provision, because it's not in the Constitution. But these Amazon employees are listing how the company can also promote the cause of abortion. I don't mean just take action against states where they are going to ban abortion. So if you live in one of those states, if these people had their way, Amazon will stop delivering materials to you. Does that seem to make a good sense for Amazon to do? Does it seem to make good sense for many of these corporations to bow down to Black Lives Matter or give money to this group or that group that's really blackmailing them for money? That's saying, if you don't give it to us, then you must be racist, you must be homophobic, you must be xenophobic, and the company caves. And Disney World is suffering mightily right now because of the way they're trying to restructure their entire theme at Disney World to be compliant with the gay demands. And a lot of gay people I know, they're not in favor of this. They think it's gone too far. And even some that supposedly have seen stories that say they're transgender, they don't like it either. They say it's making the whole thing a, a circus, as if it weren't already. But to add to the clown coming out of the car, we have someone stepping forward and saying because of the court overruling Roe v. Wade, I'm probably going to have to run for president. Is I'm going to do the very simple thing that set the country straight. One vote, one person. Once you get rid of the Electoral College, he said a guy who lost the election won the election. He's, he's still saying that Hillary should have won. That would be talk show host Howard Stern. Howard Stern wants to run for president. He also believes everybody should still be wearing a mask. Let me remind you of just one thing. Our pledge. One nation under God. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.